another episode of Breaking in Adulthood. I am your host, and this week we have another special guest. He is my friend. We met when we were studying abroad. Let's give it up for Brayden. What's going on? <laughs> Not much. All right, Brayden, can you tell the people who you are, what you're studying, and all that good stuff? Yeah, for sure. Um, my name is Braden Turner. I, uh, I'm currently studying English at the University of Georgia. I'm about to graduate in a few days, which is terrifying. Oh my gosh. Um, headed to Atlanta to pursue a master's degree after that. Um, yeah, that sums it up right now. Yeah. All right. Well, this episode is going to be about living true to ourselves. How do we live the most authentic life and honestly, I feel like this may seem super straightforward, but this is pretty hard. So stay tuned for that because I feel like I asked the perfect person to come on um, to talk about this. Brayden is just incredible. So we're going to get to that. But before we get to that, of course, you guys know we start off these episodes by asking the question, how was adulting for you this week? Oh, Lord. Uh <laughs> yes. Well... That's like how I, I start off. Yeah. All of these. <laughs> like I said, um, I mean, I am looking in the face of graduation. I am now having an apartment hunt. Um, oh focus on making sure my rent gets paid. Still, are you living? Are you going to be living in the city for Georgia State? Yeah, ideally, yeah. Okay. Wow. Oof. Yeah. Expensive. So, yeah, I was about to say my rent's about to jump from like three seventy-five a month to like probably a thousand a month. Roughly, oh, so we'll gosh. see. Um, I mean, what else? How else has my life gone this week? You talked about having classes just really. Oh, yeah, no, I have a professor for the same class. Um, I take her twice a day, and she made both papers due Friday slash Monday. Mm. So I've had a ton of work doing that, and then I'm juggling work on campus. Um, not to mention a portfolio. I had to turn in a creative writing portfolio and do an open mic on uh, North Campus. What? On Thursday. Yeah, that was our final. We had to host uh, an open God, mic. I was just going to say, I wish I knew. <laughs> oh, I just... <laughs> 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 it's okay. <laughs> um, okay, so you're looking at graduation, which is how many days now? I The ninth is the English graduation, so that's 13, 14, oh, two weeks. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. So how are you feeling? I feel like I never want to ask any graduates how they're feeling about graduation coming up, but I'm comfortable with you. And I feel like I would be terrified, but how, how are you taking it? You know, it is terrifying, but if I've learned anything, fear is also a big motivator, um, especially for me. Uh, a lot of times, especially in the past, it took me, and it still does occasionally, like, it, it's hard to get motivated. Um, but I think, you know, thinking about graduation and realizing that, you know, this time in my life is coming to an end, and it's really time that I start being more, like, I have to be more independent, there's not going to be as much input, even now I don't have much, you know, my family supports me, like, emotionally, mm -hmm. kind of financially, um, I mean, I still have to work. That's like their stipulation. Mm -hmm. Um, but realistically I've been pretty self-sufficient already, but the idea that like I'm having to make this entire move on my own, is kind of ter terrifying, but like I said, not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. 
I've been talking to so many of my friends that are about to graduate, and they all have that same, I'm ready, like, I'm so excited to get out of school, but also entering into real life is terrifying. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. So, now we are going to transition a bit to talk about how my week has been, because... Brayden, you are on the up and up. You are getting out of here. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but for me, this week, um, I have been so unmotivated. I have been so drained. And I was just telling one of my friends, that I feel like when I first got to college, I started off so like I, I was sprinting, like I mm-hmm. was getting everything done. If a paper was assigned, I was getting it done the same day like I was really 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 working to get this stuff on the road and done and now I'm like yes I'm still killing it I'm still doing what I need to do but I am so tired when did you run into that in college um well my first semester here freshman year um I finished the semester with a 2.7 GPA okay Okay. and a big thing for me was my parents were had moved out of state um as soon as i got accepted to uga we lived uh, in forsyth county they moved away um and so i was the only one left in georgia uh, aside from my sister who was about to graduate here mm-hmm. um and it was a big struggle because i i mean i naturally have depressive tendencies mm-hmm. um and that really got um like augmented during my freshman year and i struggled a lot um and I almost lost Zell Miller. I ended up working my tail off the next semester and brought it up to a 3.30, which is the wow. minimum you have yeah, to have to yeah. keep it. Um, but that really stunted, you know, my college experience because I struggled so much my first semester mm-hmm. here. So it, for me, it, I didn't hit the ground running. I hit the ground struggling. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel that, though. And like I said, that moment of, oh, like, I might not be able to afford to go to the school anymore. Like that moment of terror and fear got me off my ass to do something. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Brayden's got me beat because he, he's doing his thing and I'm kind of having to remind myself, you came here to get the job done, to finish the drill and you need to finish it no matter how tired I am. So that's just where I am this week. Just reminding myself that no matter how tired I am, I still have to get it done. I still have to work through it. Um, I did get a gift today from my professor, though, which was nice. Okay. Exactly. Um, So we had to present, or the top six presenters in our class um, for a project that we had to complete, which was a 10-page paper. Mm. The top six people had to present to the class. So, of course, everyone was playing nose goes because no one wanted to present to the class because (laughs) everyone just wanted to be done with it. But you know what? I thought it was going to be extra credit. But no, she gave us gifts. But you know what? That's... That's still pretty I enjoy good. gifts. Yeah. Gifts are great. So that was that was a highlight of the week. Um, a gift. You know what? Yes. Just something to brighten the day. Yeah. You know, like sometimes that goes a long way. And I've realized that recently too. It's like those like people who say like take a few minutes just to relax or like have a moment of respite every day. Mm-hmm. I've been starting to do that. Like if I have like 10 minutes in between class, like I'll just sit outside of Park Hall and just relax a little bit, you know. Like, not really, like, maybe listen to some music, but not be on my phone. Just kind of chill and take a moment to literally do nothing. It really does your brain a whole lot of good, honestly. 
dang, I may have to start doing that because I, I have been feeling really overwhelmed with just some of everything. Like I secured a really incredible internship for the summer and I um, am studying abroad. So it feels like everything is lining up, but mm-hmm. I'm just exhausted. So that's just that's just where I am. But mm-hmm. I'm going to keep going. We're going to keep pushing. So, yeah. All right, so we're going to transition a little bit and go into the next little sector of the podcast, Brayden, which is um, what's in the news. So have you heard about anything going on in the news, seen anything on social media that you feel like is worth um, speaking about? Because I know when I listen to podcasts, I love to learn stuff or mm-hmm. hear here's something um, that I wasn't really thinking about before. And so this is that segment where we where we do that. Um, one thing that I typically stray away from is listening to the news because it gives me a lot of anxiety, Mm -hmm. just generally speaking, Mm -hmm. um, for multiple different reasons. Um, but as far as like news goes, um, I will say that something, cause I, like I said, I, a lot of things in the news cause anxiety Mm -hmm. for me. Um, one of the recent things was that robbing or in the, the shot, Mm the, uh, athlete who's like the, I forget he was lacrosse athlete. Yeah, Yeah. He got shot. Um waiting on the bus to go to campus, mm-hmm. which was terrifying. Um, yeah, so if you guys don't know, um, we, we go to school at the University of Georgia, and one morning we got an alert that a student waiting at a bus stop um, off campus was actually shot. Um, someone was trying to rob him. Of his AirPods. That's all they wanted was his AirPods, his AirPods? and they shot him to take them. Mm-hmm. And he was in critical condition. I believe that he's expected to make a full recovery. But for AirPods? AirPods are you kidding me? For AirPods, yeah. All right. Well, that's sad. And he is, last time I saw he was in the ICU. That, and I think they, I think they caught, I, I think there were two men who did it. And I think one of them has been arrested. I'm not super sure on that. Don't quote me on that. I, I know one person is in custody mm-hmm. now, but that that's really sad. So, yeah, we got to stop the violence. I mean, I was just saying on the last podcast I did, politics is something that I, like you stray away from the news. I stray away from politics a lot because I, freshman year of college, 2016, I just saw what it did to me. Mm-hmm. It was so draining and just so emotionally I just, I wasn't up for it. It was and so, Yes. And so, really, I feel like all of this, you know, law enforcement and all that stuff, really, if you're not really active in politics, you know, how can you be a part of the change that we see in our community with crime? Right, crimes? exactly. So, it all ties back into it. So, yes. So, I don't really have a news headline per se, but I did see something on Instagram, a quote that I saw, and it said... Beauty is a construct created by the capitalist system to make you see flaws that don't exist to sell you things you don't need. So that was a post that I that someone posted, and I feel like that really aligns well with what we're going to be talking about today, um, all about living your true self, your authentic self, and beauty kind of falls into that category. Yeah, for sure. Um, how do you feel about that? When I read that, I was like, that's so true. I feel like social media and all of these people kind of tell us what's beauty and what's not beauty, mm-hmm. points out all of these flaws. Then we look at ourselves and then we're like, oh my gosh, I need to go buy right. this, this, and that. How do you feel about that? I think 
um, it's frustrating because everybody wants to look good. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be confident. Mm-hmm. I think there's, but there's a big disparity between confidence and beauty mm-hmm. because I feel like beauty is the thing that is being, that's shoved down our throats by ads and, you know, the idea of like sex appeal and things like that, that, you know, have been very like well studied in research, mm-hmm. but still the impact of those things is very, can be very toxic. Um, and I think that people, they have this like definition of beauty that they're expected to like if they want to be successful if they want to find love if etc cetera, etc cetera, they have to like reach the threshold yeah. and like surpass it but in doing so like that quote mentioned it is a capitalistic endeavor mm-hmm. it is something that you're putting money into and it's a business mm-hmm. it's that's something that's just like it's frustrating because like i said even i like i find myself wanting to look good and like appeal be appealing Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's like i am buying into this like this almost it feels like a pyramid scheme in a weird way like yeah i agree um because i i do feel like sometimes even just in everyday life we look at other people and we say wow like that's so incredible they have this they have that i don't have that Mm -hmm. um and then on social media you can have that by buying this this and this right and yeah, so it's a big cycle. But with that, I feel like that's the perfect transition to talk about our main topic of today. Now, I'm so happy I have Brayden on today because he can speak from a male's perspective um, on on this. Maybe because I don't understand completely. But do you feel like guys struggle with living their authentic selves Um over what society wants them to be short answer yes long answer this is a loaded question okay because i feel like you in order to answer this truthfully you have to deconstruct the things that are going on Mm -hmm. in regards like to the male experience Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is how i would say it um first and foremost the things that the thing that comes to most people's head is idea of masculinity Mm -hmm. and this i this binary that we've constructed where men uh, historically, um, have always been expected to do certain things, act certain ways, any, like, um, divulgence from that kind of a, a pathway is considered, like, effeminate. Mm. Um, and effeminate men are oftentimes disregarded, uh, they were scorned, um, you know, like, two, as soon as, like, a century, like, in the 1900s. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's complicated because, men in general are encouraged to like not do things that are considered feminine Mm -hmm. which I know a big one like people think it was like crying and like showing emotion Mm -hmm. and I was raised by an army family like Mm -hmm. that was my upbringing men like I I I remember my mother used to (laughs) scold me all the time because I talked too much with my hands Mm -hmm. I'd move my hands all the time and she told me that's what sissy boys do. Oh my gosh! Um, because that was her way of telling a kid you're you're being feminine. That was like her, I, I guess. Um, and again, m- that's not to say my mother still does that. My mm-hmm. mother, we can get to that. I'm sure at some some point in the podcast. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I we did grow up in the South. We grew. I grew up with a very conservative family. Like. Mm-hmm always my parents were from the south um and so the idea of masculinity was so rampant Mm -hmm. in their upbringing that it was super difficult to deconstruct that Mm -hmm. um and i still think in a lot of ways it is 
Um, but yeah, I think that the idea of masculinity holds men back. Um, and the idea of heteronormativity, mm-hmm. too. Um, because men in general are expected to be a part of a pair with a woman. Um, when in reality, like statistically, that can that makes sense if you're looking at statistics. But assuming heteronormativity is the norm ends up causing men who don't adhere to that to suffer mm. um, because they're not allowed to express themselves in the way they need to. Dang. Well, I'm so happy you just broke that down for me because as a as a woman, I feel like looking at men, they're like, dang, they get to leave out the house in whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. They don't have to care about what anyone has to say, but I feel like that's good. It really just depends on who we're looking at and really quite frankly even for women we never really know what anybody else is going through mm-hmm. um but I, w- I will say for women it's hard because we have it feels like a trend is a lot of women um and at one point this was me live for the approval for others constantly mm-hmm. and we can never just learn from childhood to just be who we are and to love that completely mm-hmm. and I do think part of that is social media but I feel like that's a whole nother podcast for a whole yeah. other day <laughs> but how I see you and um, I saw your posts on Instagram um, not too long ago mm-hmm. about how you were in the gym and you were doing your thing um, how do you do that just be so confident in who you are um, and just accepting you as a whole what steps did you take to get there? Are you still struggling with that? Um, because I know for me, it's always an uphill battle with that. Mm-hmm. Um, first, it definitely still is something that I struggle with. Um, I, a big thing for me was, again, um, being gay, growing up in the South, like growing up in the church, um, I was taught that I was not supposed to accept myself just from an inherent young age, not even necessarily my parents doing, but, you know, hearing anti-gay sermons in the church, like jeering from friends, um, you know, using gay as an insult. Um, it, it, it added up uh, when I was a kid uh, to the point where I started internalizing a lot. Um, and it got to the point that um, I guess like when I ended up coming out to my family, it was at the point where I couldn't deal with it anymore and so I just needed to put it on other people um and it it in that experience I guess I realized that in the end you're you can like have partners you can have friends you can have whatever but in the end like you are who you are and that's who you have to live with Mm -hmm. you are who you have to you have to live with right and so it got to the point where I couldn't ignore the things about myself that maybe I didn't like or maybe I didn't want or what have you and um and it's still an ongoing process but it's realizing that you know I am this I am this etc etc and learning to just accept that um the things you can't change accept them and if you can change them and you want to change them you can you should if you want to obviously you shouldn't ever feel like you have to do anything that you don't want to do Um, but the point about the gym, um, a big thing in the gay community that a lot of people don't talk about is, um, the standards for men. Mm -hmm. Um, literally the standard right now, like you have to be ripped, like 
you don't again you don't have to be but this is like the standard yeah this is this is what society tells you right yeah so i like inherently i feel like i have to be muscular i have to be fit i have to be like just keep up my appearance all the time um any post on social media needs to be like super flattering and like all this stuff um and so that led to a lot of like body positivity issues Mm. that i still deal with actively um but i think a point in change for me to just be like unabashedly myself mm-hmm. especially like going to the gym and posting that kind of stuff was because it became less about like the gay standard for me and it became more about because i'm like i have a physical handicap it became more about that mm-hmm. it became more about that this whole experience i've had in the gym and like fitness in general has been a way of me accepting that physical disability mm-hmm. almost like proving to myself that i can do it wow well you've been killing it and i'm really I'm really proud of you. Um, I, on the other side of that, um, as a black woman, right, I was just talking to my friend Dara, who was on the the last episode about this, about code switching, Mm -hmm. and how, if you don't know what code switching is, it's kind of like switching, kind of in a way, who you are to fit the environment that you're in. Yeah, the speech, uh, it's, I'm, I study, I'm minor in linguistics. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah, so code switching, generally speaking, is, for example, this is the best way I can describe it, and this is how my friends understand it, I come from the South, but when I'm here, I don't have a super Southern accent. One night, my mother and my sister FaceTimed me, and I picked it up, and my roommate, um, who also really doesn't have a strong Southern accent, um, heard me talking to them, and she, when I walked out of my room after I talked to them, she said, who the hell are you and what did you do with Braden Turner? Oh my Because gosh. apparently <laughs> I my I just entered like a southern speech. Like I started using y'all all the time. She was like, your vowels did not sound like what you wow. normally say. Yeah. And I didn't even realize it. It's the way that we code switch to appeal to it. Like we assimilate our language mm-hmm. in order to feel, um, I wouldn't quite say comfortable, but like, you know, like it's understandable yeah, the situation yeah. we're in. And also I would say accept it. I mean, like mm-hmm. how for a lot of black people, including myself, when I go in places that have to do with work or if I'm talking to a professional, sometimes I feel like I can't be my crazy, authentic, <laughs> professional self. Right, yeah. And that's really sad. And I feel like that adds to a lot of what, so many people are feeling I was on Facebook the other day and I saw this woman at work wearing a shirt saying I'm too tired to code switch and I was like <laughs> first of all where did you get that I shirt need from? It, yeah. <laughs> I need that shirt but yes like that is a huge 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 thing um that many people struggle with and I feel like that leads to just more anxiety with people tapping into living their full truth and their mm-hmm. authentic self if they feel like they have to keep including myself I'm speaking for myself you know how can I 100% be who I am all the time um, if I have to keep switching I was about to say because code switching ends up whitewashing essentially it it, because you're in a white space oftentimes Mm -hmm. and so you end up having to like sacrifice your culture and your background to fit into a space where you shouldn't have to do that right code switching makes me upset I just I wish that it wasn't a thing I wish everyone could do their own, live their own lives without having to worry about code switching. Mm -hmm. But I will say 
as a black woman, I, I really just want to talk about how I've made strides to be myself um, and to live my truth and who I am. So I would say I'm doing pretty well for myself. I, I'm doing way better than I used to be when I cared so much about what everyone had to say. But here's my advice. Don't be afraid to lose people along the way if that means being true to yourself. There are so many people who are still stuck in this middle school mindset of I have to be this person for this person to like me. I have to do this for this person to hang out with me. And quite frankly, those aren't your friends Mm -hmm. if you're doing that. We're grown. We are adults. And honestly, if someone's telling you that you have to live a certain way to be in their life, that's not your friend. So don't be afraid to lose people along the way. And like Brayden said, you have to live with yourself. If you're driving yourself crazy over things you can't control, don't do it. Um, And that's what's really been keeping me sane. Um, Are there any tips you want to give to the people? I mean, for me, um, it came, I think the ability to do that came from my experience with anxiety. And one of the, the ways I deal with it is when there's something happening that I'm stressing over, you know, it's causing me anxiety. I typically just ask myself the question, is this something I can control Mm. is, or is it out of my control? Mm -hmm. And if it is out of my control, like most things typically are Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff you just can't control in life. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you can do about it. And you, you just have to live with it. There's no reason to harbor fear and anxiety over something you can't control Mm -hmm. because whatever happens, it's going to happen regardless of what you want to happen. Right. And I want to talk about that for a little bit. I'm not trying to make this a a sad podcast, but I really do think this podcast is for people to be able to relate. Mm -hmm. And I feel like depression and anxiety really is high for people our age because of reasons like this, Mm -hmm. of being, um, of not feeling like you can be really who you are. Right. Um, Yeah. Do you agree with that or, or... Yeah, I mean, I think that a big problem is people are being held to standards that are unrealistic. Mm, um, and I think that, good. I mean, and I've suffered from it too. It gets to the point where you are so convinced that you'll never be somebody that is seen as acceptable or desirable, or et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. that you end up just saying like, what's the point? Like, why am I doing, why am I putting work in? Why am I doing all this? when it might not amount to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, at least for me, that's where the de- my depressive moments typically stem from. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, in the same vein, they also are anxiety-inducing. Um, I think people worry a lot about the future. That's where anxiety stems from. Oh it, gosh, we yes. evolved to develop that as an evolutionary mechanism. It was mm-hmm. beneficial for us uh, back in the day to worry about death because as a species before we became like really sentient and like very complex, you know, life preservation of life is key. Mm -hmm. And so the problem now is that we start to fret and worry over things that are not going to be the end of our days Mm -hmm. that just genuinely causes stress and anxiety in the moment. And again, I think a lot of those things that people, and it's, uh, it's like the solution people are like, Oh, you're stressed? Just don't stress. Like, that's mm. that's a terrible solution to the... Like, how? 
Right. It, 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 for me, it involves a lot of self, uh, like, introspection and a lot of asking myself questions, you know, taking the time, like I mentioned earlier, out of my day to just stop and relax and just chill. Yeah. I'm going to start doing that, seriously. Yeah. It's very beneficial, especially when the weather's nice outside. Yeah. Because um, being stuck in a dorm room is the last thing you want. Yeah. That drives you crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as you were saying that, I just had a thought about maybe our communities needing to be stronger and better um, instead of, okay, let me say this. So yesterday I had a project and I had to go to the arts museum for, to record a news story mm-hmm. and it was a mixer actually. And so there are so many people coming to just dance and enjoy art. And I realized that that community is so strong I interviewed a guy and he said, I come to this every semester and every time I come, everyone is so welcome mm-hmm. and welcoming and just so nice. And I feel like what if all communities were like that, where everyone felt like they had a place to be themselves and to mm-hmm. be accepted. And I'm not saying that all of the art community is that way, right. but I'm just saying in that moment, at that time, he said, every time I come to these events, People come up to you and talk. People ask how you're doing. Mm-hmm. People genu- genuinely care. And earlier in the podcast, you talked about how you being a, a gay guy, that you feel like you have to meet this standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's not good. I wish our communities all were welcoming the yeah. same way. And it's one of those scenarios where it's like, like yes, people, like if you're in the gay community mm-hmm. and you don't fit that standard, like, that doesn't mean people are going to inherently be mean to you mm-hmm. or anything like that. But it does mean that people will disregard you a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. It means that your presence doesn't hold as much weight as mm-hmm. it would if you were, like, the ideal gay man. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that you mentioned, um, because I do a lot of work with the arts. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I do, like I write a lot of poetry. I've mm-hmm. taken a lot of creative writing. English is very arty. Um yeah, every event that I've gone to with the uh, English people and like my cohort and whatnot, um, there's it's always accepting. Yeah. Uh, people of various gender identities and sexualities. That's incredible. Um, there's aside from like individualized um, issues, the generally speaking, there's it's just a place of acceptance. Yeah. Which, unfortunately, in Athens, there's not a whole lot of places like that um, because it is a smaller city. Um, but like, for example, like the bar, Sister Lisa's church, that's like the one place in Athens where you can go, especially if you're going out for a drink, that's the one place you can go and you don't have to worry about anybody like making you feel like you don't belong there. It's just totally inclusive. We need more places like that. I Mm. will say, um, for me personally, um, I was just having this conversation with someone, um, having many conversations with many people, apparently this (laughs) podcast, but I was just having this conversation about that idea of not being black enough. So I feel like, you know, all communities, every community can work on being more inclusive. Um, But I just feel like that whole not being black enough thing Mm -hmm. um, is just something that came to mind when we were talking about that. And the reason I'm, we're, we're talking about this stuff is to let people know that it doesn't just in after high school. Oh no, like, nothing. No, <laughs> this is we are we are adults and we're still having this conversation of struggling um, to tap into our full potential of living our authentic selves. 
Um, and so really just to wrap this up, I hope that the advice and everything that we've given throughout this um, is good. Do you have any final words to tell the people? I mean, as far as it comes um, and goes in adulting, a solid piece of advice is to realize that you're not the only one who doesn't know what's going on. You take a look around and you might feel very out of place. You might feel like, oh crap, like I don't know what I'm doing. What am I, like, I, where do I go? What do I do? But generally, generally, most people are also in the same boat. Most people also don't know what's going on and they're faking it until they make it. Like when I got here, I was like, how the hell do I even pay rent? Like, what do I, how do I do this? I don't know. And I'm sure there's no way I'm the only person who felt that way. So that's a thing is like a strength and solidarity and knowing, although it's not expressed, everybody is on this learning process and it is ongoing ongoing especially me i'm like i'm still on campus <laughs> rent i don't know what rent is oh, yet yeah. um but yeah so that that's a thing just remember to keep your head up um tap into your full potential by just eliminating the outside noise even though that's easier said than done we're all on this learning journey so i'm wishing you guys the best have a great rest of your day and I will see you guys next episode.